there this is andrew and this is chelsea welcome to hugging and learning a podcast on which we re-watch very special episodes from the 70s 80s 90s sometimes early 2000s and we talk about what they have to teach us today today we are revisiting mm-hmm. punky brewster our dear old friend and the episode is called cherry lifesaver you um, can watch it on nbc.com yeah it originally aired on january 19th 1986 season two episode 16 directed by art dealen sure mm-hmm. sure who also directed Accidents Happen, oh, uh-huh. uh, and written by Stephanie Matheson and an uncredited Jeremy Reams. Oh, I know who Jeremy Reams who is. Who also plays himself in this episode. Oh, I'll tell you all about I hunted Jeremy, for Jeremy Reams. Reams. Oh, I'm so, what so excited you? to tell you the story of Jeremy Reams. Did you kill Jeremy Reams? Because that's what you sound like. Save it for later. Um. This time, <laughs> we have an uncomfortable guest today. <laughs> uh, joining us today is a friend. Former bandmate, mm-hmm. best friends. Where's my drum set? <laughs> Leaving now is on the guest. Uh, it's from the Finish It podcast, uh, Chris Ewell. Hi. Hey. Hi, hi, Chelsea. Hi, thanks hey. for having me. Oh. Thank you for happy to stopping be here. by. Yeah, oh, is this just a stop by? This is just a quick one? <laughs> Bye. Okay, I'll, I'll hit the road. I, so I was saying, you didn't hear me right. I'm saying thank you for stopping Bye. Oh, wow. Uh, Ouch. Uh, Chris, tell us, tell us about, you do, uh, I love your podcast. It's called Thank Finish you. It, yeah. where you and your brother, uh, Matt. That's my brother. Yep. You've known him for a long time. I, have. <laughs> I don't know how aloof to pretend to be on this one. So it's pretty aloof, I think. Chice real? Chice real? Chice you? Go by Jeremy Reams. What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a completionist choose an adventure podcast, so... My brother and I's goal is to read every ending and every page of every Choose Your Own Adventure book, one read at a time. So every week we each do one read. We're going through book by book. We're three books in, and there's about 370, so. Almost done. We just need some medical breakthroughs (laughs) to get through them all. But uh, you hear that, doctors? Work on lifespans. What's the uh, book that you're working on right now? It's called Space Vampire, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. and it lives up to the title. It's our I'm favorite sure. one yet. It's yeah. outrageous. It's audacious. But there's every, this one is great because every ending is actually a delightful surprise. That's good. Yeah. Out of the, the three seasons that you've, you've done it, do you have like a particular ending that was more ridiculous than others or like out of left field? That happens sometimes. Um, there was a really good one. Our last one that we read was a mystery, <laughs> which <laughs> is a really bad genre for, because there was only <laughs> one person who did it. Oh, so, so it wasn't was like, like diff- you didn't figure this out, did you? Yeah. Or you figured it out kind of, or somebody beat you to it, which happened a lot. I feel like that's the end of the mystery then. But one of them, okay. what the choice was, if you are certain you know who the murderer is, turn to this page. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, You've decided. You know who the murderer is. You call up the inspector. Inspector, I know who the murderer is. The end. Fuck off. You don't actually find out who the murderer what? is or who you think the murderer is. And no. It's like, every, it was just so shocking. I'm not okay with that. Every Choose Your Own Adventure bad. is like, it should have like the first choice page. Should be like the third choice should be like, do you feel like you've done this well? <laughs> you good? You did it? You did it? <laughs> just, just as the end on that page. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did it. I bet you did well. You feel satisfied with your adventure. <laughs> you can't wait to read another Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> book. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, let's let's get into it. Our Snack. Our snack, for yeah. sure. Uh, Am I supposed to guess? I feel like I'm supposed to guess. No, you can try. You can try. I, okay. I'm very excited about the snack because... Uh, after Halloween, the Easter season is the most snack-friendly time of year, oh. I feel, in terms of just, like, grocery store candy aisle snacking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy found these at the grocery store. Whoa. Uh, we have two fla- new flavors, 2019 new flavors of Peeps. No. Yeah. We have root beer float, and we have pancakes and syrup. Pancakes and syrup. Flavors of Peeps. And you'll notice that on the pancakes and syrup one, it has a little bottle of syrup that it says, says Peeps syrup. Peeps syrup. Yeah. So it's their own brand would, of syrup. I would buy that. 
Just I would buy the peeps. Yeah, syrup. just I would put on that. real pancakes. Maybe okay, so the darker ones are the root beer float, and the lighter ones are the pancakes and syrup. Are All you right. 100% sure? Because this will be a very difficult experience no, for me. See, yeah. still I don't know what to root expect. Beer, okay, thank root you. Beer. Yeah, okay. okay, and they so. smell very strongly of the thing they're supposed to They absolutely like, do. So. They smell like fake flavors. So let's get into this Josh Miller Memorial uh, mm. snack hour. And uh, let's try both of these things out and see what we think. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Dig in. feel like I need to know <laughs> if when you have a guest, if that influences your choice of snack. It doesn't. I saw okay, this because I, like, I wasn't sure how to feel about that. No. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> Not really. Did you think I thought you were some shitty peeps? Some kind of peep guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We try to try things we haven't had before. So it's that more about novelty. Sure, sure, sure. Usually. Mm-hmm. These are new for 2019, so I think it's safe to say no one has had them before. Yeah. I also saw the the first one, the the pancake syrup thing in a regular display of peeps and I thought that like a, a portal had opened from another dimension mm-hmm. and then I went by a display of a ton of them and I'm like, well, yeah. the and then you're like, oh, that makes more sense. Get the okay, let's ones talk too, about then. these ones first, the pancake and syrup ones. It hasn't left my mouth. I yet. don't I'm gonna. This is gonna sound weird. I don't think I'm having a stroke. I can't taste anything. You taste the maple. I can't taste it. I can smell it when I hold it up to my nose. It smells like maple syrup. And then I put it in my mouth, and it just tastes like sugar. Did you eat the root beer first? I did. I think that might have thrown off your mouth because um, of the horrible experience. Yeah, that is a <laughs> root beer peeps. I didn't get like a. It's it's, it's tongue trauma. Okay, yeah. <laughs> go oh, ahead. Yeah. But this is more nuanced than just being terrible tasting. This tastes like sarsaparilla. It tastes like very very one? strong yeah, root beer. Yeah. It's supposed to be root beer float. No, there's supposed oh. to be some sort of cream. I didn't no. even think about that. There's to this. no cream. No, it's like chewing on a root. Yeah, so it does say it's just confirming root beer float. Flavored marshmallow. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no vanilla. Yeah, the that would have helped a lot because that would have been root yeah. beer was intense. What it's like it? one of those old candies. Yes, like, like those root beer like, barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little hard candies. I see what you mean about the pancake one because the flavor is basically just maple it's syrup. Just maple, yeah. flavor. I got and kind that of a is just thing. kind of sugar. Yeah, right. It's I like maple flavored. sugar. Actually, really like the pancake one. Really. Compared to like normal peeps, I would eat the pancake one, one hundred percent of the time. Chris, it's just, just kind of it's just like sweet, but it's got a little bit of a maple, yeah. a maple buddy. You just won yourself the rest of oh, these no. peeps. <laughs> <laughs> I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yep, it was just a joke, a joke for a podcast. <laughs> no. Please no, all those peeps are yours, um, and you have to take no. their root beer ones too. All jokes are legally binding. <laughs> so interesting fact, and this might be. Part of the problem with the root beer, I learned this in chemistry class in high school. The same chemical used to make modern day root beer is the same chemical used in those uh, urinal tablets. What? Not kidding. What? This is a cool, cool fun night. <laughs> cool fun night. Here's a couple tips I got for you, Miles. You should have told this uh, before we tasted them, and you should have never told us at all. <laughs> Both of those things. Two tips for the price of one. So, all right, let's talk about a goddamn eleva- uh, elevator. It's not so easy. It's so hard. Let's talk about a goddamn episode of television. <laughs> it makes it look so easy. There's no elevator. It did make that look no really easy. You, you are sweating like crazy. Yeah. Though, and like the veins were kind of bulging mm-hmm. out of the side. But I keep that all out of my voice yeah, <laughs> for the listeners. It's okay. True. Um. This episode is several people have written in and asked us if we're ever going to do this one. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, <laughs> I think it traumatized was, a lot of people. I think so. This was our our guest Chris's idea to do this one, and yep. so I'm glad that we haven't done it before. So now we can all talk about it together because yeah. it clearly made a very strong impact on yes. you. I so I, I watched this. this uh, I think live ish or in like first run oh, syndication. Sure. 
Chelsea, uh, did you watch, did you see this before? When, okay, so this show is on the air for four seasons between 1984 and 1988. They made 88 episodes. I would have been very young when this aired originally, mm. so I'm guessing I saw it in syndication because I did watch this show yeah. when it when it was on regular TV. It, you wanted to know who Jeremy Reams is. Please, tell this me. This is important. He's uncredited as a writer. Oh, He's, okay, he doesn't even mind. appear in the episode. Gotcha. Before this, okay, to get to Jeremy Reams, Uh so we can get into this episode. This is weird. I I direct you to my favorite website, Mental Floss, for the oral history of Punky Brewster's refrigerator danger. Oh, And where (laughs) the writer of the article refers to it as a 24-minute mini horror film about a dangerous antique appliance. Yeah, it is. So, (laughs) So, Punky Brewster premiered in 1984. At the time, there was a Federal Communications Commission mandate that early evening program had to be either news, like 60 Minutes, or somewhat educational. So, NBC President Brandon Tartikoff, after whom the dog Brandon is named, said, okay, we're never going to beat 60 Minutes on CBS at this time slot. So we're going to go an entirely different route and make an educational show for kids. We need to make a hard-hitting orphan story instead. So that is why there are so many, I mean, it's like, we've talked about this before, Punky Brewster, it's like sleeping pill addiction, yeah. missing kids, child molestation, oh. there's a serial killer, they get lost in a cave. Like yeah. every episode is about. Yes, so because they're trying the to teach kids things. we did last season was about the Challenger explosion. Yeah. Wow. The kids were dealing so, with the Challenger explosion. Uh, I remember dealing with the Challenger explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Go. That's not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a show about, uh, it's grounded in reality. She doesn't have superpowers. She talks about punky power, but it's just her positive energy and yeah. belief in herself and her abilities. So it's like meant to teach kids that they are, have the, in a world where they feel powerless, they have agency, right? Yeah. So the show theme. captivated kids ages 2 to 11. They received up to 10,000 letters a week from kids. What? Kids would write in asking for advice. They looked at and read every letter. The kids really trusted Punky, and unfortunately, a lot of hundreds of kids who had no one else to talk to wrote in that they were being abused, hurt, sexually oh, assaulted. Man. All of these letters were turned over to the proper authorities, all taken care of. Sure. Uh, the main production office took that very seriously, always making sure that those those got to the proper authorities. So, to promote the second season, now we come to Refrigerator Danger. Sure. The series aired a call for story submissions in September 1985. Kids had to submit a premise for an episode. Uh, no the way. winner the really? winner was flown out with their entire family on an all expenses paid trip to Hollywood. And Jeremy Not Reams given credit. Age seven. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Reams was a seven year old who won the contest. Okay. And he appears in as himself at the beginning of the episode. Not where I watched it on NBC.com. They don't have this. But apparently oh. when they aired it, he, he was sitting there and they were like, he won the contest. Oh, this is that. my episode. Yeah. His it idea was Jeremy Reams. His idea I can't was wait for the residuals from the credit I get for this watch. <laughs> he's seven, not twelve. His voice is not changing at seven. No, yeah. I just think he's a dorky little kid. Anyway, his <laughs> idea was that they were going to learn about CPR in school. The refrigerator thing was the actual oh. adult writers. Oh. He was he wrote in and was like, "I want to I want to learn about CPR. I want Punky to teach me about CPR." So Jeremy oh. Reams, not to blame. Yeah, <laughs> he's so like, Re- "What did you do to my beautiful story <laughs> <Right>. idea? <laughs> you turned it into a monster." <laughs> it was a story about me and Punky becoming best friends forever, and also CPR. <laughs> what cherry does? What happened in the first part? So Rick Hawkins, who's a producer has this quote where he says the fridge stuff came out of research we had done where we learned an alarming number of kids had suffocated in old refrigerators and freezers the government had passed laws as early as the late 50s to ban manufacturing a fridge you couldn't open from the inside but in low economic neighborhoods the old ones were being tossed out into vacant lots and they lasted forever so so this was they were like coupling Oh, we'll teach kids CPR because that's the contest winner. Also, we have learned this dangerous thing. Let's do two lessons in one. Yeah, the sure. weird thing is, I forgot there was CPR in this episode. Yeah, me too. All I, I remember is the refrigerator, refrigerator yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watched it as an adult and I was like, oh, this is about CPR. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's horrifying, but they do, like, they have a point to it. It's just like, yes. hey, let's learn about putting on, you know, 
pr- protective gear when we go skateboarding. And then Freddy Krueger's like, I'll help you! <laughs> and then it's like, you forget all about the protective gear. Yeah. It's like, I remember yeah. when Freddy Krueger tried to kill us. Tried to kill us, but not also help us <laughs> at know, the same didn't help, time. You know what didn't help in that situation? Knee pads. Or Freddy Krueger, <laughs> if I'm honest. Okay, so let's talk about the hero's journey. Okay. So the ordinary world of the show of Punky Brewster is it's a show about a girl named Penelope Punky Brewster. She was abandoned with her dog Brandon in a supermarket by her mother, and she has been taken in by Henry Warnemont, who's like a curmudgeonly old guy in his 70s, yep. who takes care of her. Yes, so I remembered uh, how much I love this theme song. When Whoa, yeah, yeah, it goes through a lot of little shifts and changes. Yeah, sure like it had some surprises built into it, it and very long. <laughs> the very title sequence, right? Very Were they long. all that long back in yeah, that? Yeah, they they do get kind of okay. It was bulky. very long. Mm-hmm. It went through bulky. like three bulky. different like key changes, shifting yeah. into some like different mm-hmm. grooves. Mm-hmm. They all tend to like come out in the washes, kind of like a. Singing about a girl you're in love with, though? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's just but, music, but, you guys. Yeah. I, I like this song a lot. I was uh, uh, mentioning earlier that I think it's the catchiest, most upbeat, poorly produced song I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's got heart. It sure yeah. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they are doing their best. It's a scrapper. Sure. It is. Yeah. Like, you're rooting for it, but it's not uh, going to win. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part <laughs> being where they, they go into the, the chorus, I suppose. Yeah. Which every, one, the, every time I turn around. Uh, every time <laughs> and and it's just this dude and it's very suddenly like very stripped away of all uh, uh sure. production and dynamics just, yeah every time i turn around <laughs> it's like whoa you didn't get there dude you didn't you didn't get it that's i feel like that was like two in the morning and they were like again, again every time i turn around every time i turn around it's like i'm losing my voice like, man damn Please. it jeremy do it again <laughs> get it right what am i gonna sing about cpr later later <laughs> uh, so it's morning yeah. Monkey and Henry are having a nice breakfast yeah. the refrigerator Brandon. makes a weird noise well there's a weird noise immediately they blame Brandon which is also what we do here when there's a weird noise blame the yeah. dog um, but it's, it's not the classic. dog it's not, not. We, we've already skipped over one of my favorite things I'm sorry oh. no you don't have to apologize did Brandon do a magic trick in this episode? No, I wish he did. He did yeah. a magic trick in the last episode. What? And then yeah. he winked at the camera. Yeah, that's No, like, TV. CGI nonsense. It was just straight up, like, that dog This is the winked best dog. and then went back to his trailer and had a bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's eating breakfast. Brandon's having some puppy chow. I'm assuming that Henry is eating pure... On Grape nuts, sugarless bran, <laughs> yeah. like not flakes, bran. Just yeah. bran. <laughs> it's just like yeah. powdered bran. Spool of bran. <laughs> Punky is enjoying a box of cereal that's called Crispy Sugar Beasties. <laughs> oh, that's good. And there's that... a huge excla. Oh my god! There's a huge exclamation on the box that says "Free gifts." <laughs> just free gifts. <laughs> it's like prize inside. It's like free gifts. <laughs> Half of it is a bag of cereal, and the rest is, the rest is like gifts. It's whatever. A tiny Ouija board in there. Here's some socks for you as well. Free (laughs) gifts. Gifts. Plural. Government Uh bond. Uh Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So they go over to the refrigerator to check it out. The icebox is totally frozen over. And he's like, oh, I just defrosted this. And then Punky says, I think we need to get a new fridge. This one is so old. And Henry says, nonsense. This machine was made in the days when they built things to last. Which is an immediate red flag for me, because I know the Refrigerator Safety Act was passed in 1956, and before that, fridges could only be opened from the outside, and they had a nearly soundproof airtight seal. So that Nazis couldn't hide in there. Shh, no. No? I don't think they were really worried about Unrelated then? Yeah, unrelated. (laughs) Um, It's a bonus. But when he's like, this refrigerator is super old, I was like, cool. So that's to let us know that it's... Pre-1956. See, and that's yeah, so what... that's just smart writing. That is. Yeah. But it was completely missed on me as a child, and therefore I thought that every refrigerator was the most dangerous. I mean, better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, I... I, my home Andrew my we trusted. said better safe than sorry <laughs> my agree trust, disagree said it <laughs> fair enough fair enough hopefully I can gang up with somebody on something else later on <laughs> yeah. I was um, for the first couple of minutes I was like I was like what is going on in this episode why is he so angry he, he seems so, so mad and then I was like oh wait that's like 
his character. Yeah, yeah, he's curmudgeon. He's a curmudgeon, yeah. but he just seemed so angry, and I was really confused. <laughs> Speaking of which, like, right now, when, when finally he's like, I guess this refrigerator's broken, oh, man. somebody knocks on the door, and he yeah. says, come in! He <laughs> so mad. I was like, guy. <laughs> if you're that mad, don't invite them in. Right. Go out. Apparently, Punky has not softened this dude's heart yet. It's only no. Maybe that's a beginning season of three season three two. Yeah. yeah, so... Punky's best friend and neighbor, Cherry, comes over with her grandmother, mm-hmm. and they joke about, uh, or her grandmother's always joking about She's Henry being old. sassy as fuck, y'all. So they joke about how old the fridge is and mm-hmm. how old Henry is, and we need a new fridge. Is I mean, the fridge blows up. There's, like, smoke coming out of yeah. the back. Brandon flees in terror. It's like Requiem it's for a, a Dream. <laughs> it's it. Yeah. It's like it's Henry's like, I gotta get my new red dress on so I can be on the television. Punky says it's a shame the fridge isn't a person, because if it were, she and Cherry could give it first aid, because they've been learning first aid all week in school. Hey, seg, uh, way to go. Yeah. And today, cool teacher Mike is going to teach them CPR. They're toddlers, but it's never Did too early. Do they call him Cool Teacher Mike? I always we call him Cool Teacher Mike. Oh, okay, okay. Because he's very cool. He's very cool. He, and you know what's, You know who they uh, saw and thought about casting for that part? Uh, Fucking Jim Carrey. But then oh, his energy what? was too manic. Yeah. Well, and they were like, yeah. "We, this is not working. That is so bizarre. He's a shoe in for when we do an episode on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> he's problematic teacher, Mike. Right. <laughs> He's that teacher that was here for half a semester and then was suddenly gone and they never told us why, teacher Mike. Yeah. And then, and then he showed up in my front yard one night <laughs> yelling about my homework. Why do you write your letters so shitty? And I was like, I'm 17 now. What are you doing <laughs> what do you here? From me? So all of that's the ordinary world. I would say that the fridge blowing up is not yet a call to adventure because you have to keep in mind or I have to keep in mind this is an episode about CPR actually yeah, not the huh. fridge the fridge is a, wet, a red herring so we go to school which is something you can keep in a fridge it's true we go to school uh, and Blonde boo. Allen <laughs> no I, I accept that, that boo Blonde Allen is immediately being a shithead Allen. which is typical he was a shithead in the last episode we watched except he was hilarious <laughs> With his very funny jokes. His very funny grown-up cool, jokes. His cool very funny, teacher. these were written by grown-up <laughs> jokes. Cool teacher Mike was like, this lady needs your help. And he's like, I think this lady needs a new haircut. I'm like, Alan, meow. He's on a roll, too. Like, cool. every single line, he's like, bap, yeah. bap, bap. And it's really, it was a lot of weird kind of dissonance. To, like, the studio audience would laugh at the funny line. And the cool teacher Mike would get so. So mad because so serious. So on the board, on the board is written "Learn CPR, save a life," and I think this is the call to adventure that written phrase. So (laughs) no jokes allowed. This whole well, this whole scene is the meeting with the mentor. This whole scene with Mike, and who's teaching the kids how to be a CPR life saving machine, but only in appropriate circumstances. And it's like you can be a superhero even though you're a child, but you have to take this seriously because number one, there's only one right way to do it. Yeah. And number two, you can really hurt someone if you do it at the wrong time. So well, what if you just want to say a couple funny jokes? Well, there's no place for that. I'm sorry. No you have place. to no, go. You can to get away with a couple office. funny jokes, no? but I'm gonna tell you when cool teacher Mike is like, Alan, enough. Yeah, it was really intense. I was like <laughs> I ran down here like a couple times like, Are you gonna hit me? Is he going to hit him? I thought maybe he was going to yeah. fucking punch him straight in the mouth. I'm, maybe it's because I have been a high school teacher that I would just like this fucking kid. Like, I just I, yeah, wanted to punch him fair. in his tiny face. Yeah. I was just I, like, you can't get anything done with a kid like that in your class. When we, when we last saw Alan, it was career day, and Alan was dressed up. Everybody was dressed up like the career they wanted to be in. Sure, sure, he sure. was dressed up as Rambo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. very Not unbrand Mr. Alan. <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the real career. is a future meth addict and guy stealing your Amazon packages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and never recovering from the trauma of what happens in this No, episode. that's the thing is he's in therapy for the rest of his goddamn life by yes. the end of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. But, but in therapy, he's making jokes. <laughs> so goes, this is serious, Alan. He's like, shut up! Where's therapy my meth? He's like, she's not my type. So... She's <laughs> not my type. <laughs> oh, Alan. <laughs> so... Eventually, even Punky is like, this could be fun to do at parties, talking about CPR. And Mentor Mike says, CPR is not a game. You can break someone's ribs when you're doing it. Only should be done if a person isn't breathing or their heart is stopped. And this is how you figure that out. And he pulls out this dummy. Rissasa Annie. Rissasa Annie, which, I mean, Rissasa Tate. 
Resuscitate, guys. It's right there. It's a male dummy. Yeah. Resuscitate. Resuscitate yeah. Annie? It doesn't make any sense. Come on. I mean, Resuscitate Taylor or Resuscitate like, Resusc- Tom. Anything. Like, Resuscitate Annie is like an impossible what? thing to say. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Fun so, fact. What? Uh, Resuscitate Annie's face is taken from the death mask of a little French girl that drowned in the... Set. Oh, uh, L'Inconnu de Seine. Yeah. This yeah. is not a... a why would they do that? Face. A lot of things. Because this face, you have to look it up. Is so serene and beautiful that people have for centuries said this is the most beautiful face. Like they've based lots and lots of things on this Whoa. dead girl that they pulled hmm. out of the sun. That's have you seen else. it? It's beautiful. Uh, sure, but I don't think they're rendering it really well in make out withable plastic. Yeah, the dummy <laughs> no. was not super beautiful. Nah. I mean, I just I kind of hope that my legacy forever is something mm. vaguely make out related. You're gonna like need to throw yourself in a river. Death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not do that anyway. <laughs> Gonna do that anyway, man. <laughs> not the LA River though, because it's about like five <laughs> inches yeah, deep. And that's a, that's a <laughs> you'll try be hard. the most disappointed-looking dead body ever. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard. I thought this was gonna work. <laughs> but anyway, eventually, Alan has cracked wise so many times that he gets sent to the Dude. principal's and that is office three times. Yeah, <laughs> that is all. Third that is what it takes. Germ. It felt like there was some personal beef there between him <laughs> and Teach. Like he, like Teach, just seemed to be really taking it yeah. very personally. Like, well, do you need like that many exchanges? I know with Alan, probably not. No, <laughs> no, no. I think you know where Alan's going. Right, but not he's not going to fucking stop. And we have yeah. to teach kids to save lives. This is not just That's, like it's, math day. It's not as important as math. It's not. It's more important Oof. than math. Name one time math or science has saved any lives. It's true. <laughs> so this has all been the meeting with the mentor, I think. He's the older, wiser sure. ally providing training. Yeah. And now it's time to enter the special world, the world where children can save lives. And we cross the first threshold because Mike asks for volunteers mm. to try this CPR life-saving procedure. And Punky and her friend Margot volunteer. So this is the opposite of the refusal of the call. They are taking up the call to be lifesavers. Absolutely. Enthusiastically. I actually learned how to do CPR watching this episode. It's yeah. very do you think clearly it's changed laid out. since then. I've heard so. okay. I've heard that it's uh five compressions and a breath. I've never okay. heard this mm. do four breaths right away just to get it get it going. Sure. Stuff. But I've heard five compressions and a breath. And having watched numerous medical shows on TV, they back that up. Yeah. Look it up at home. I'm not responsible CPR. for anyone who's no, I'm writing this, this down, oh, no. and if something happens, I'm going to say, I'm going to do CPR. My friend Andy told me exactly how to do it. Yeah. He okay. will bear full responsibility. <laughs> Good Lord. Can I just do one big breath and then just chest compressions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, okay. This is two. Two? two? The Red Cross website delivered two rescue breaths, then continue compressions. Oh, sure. Whatever is That clever. sounds right. I did learn how to do CPR when I had a kid. Mm-hmm. I have forgotten it since then. Oh. I learned how to do CPR when I was at, in high school because I took like a babysitting course at the hospital, and that oh. was part of it. Yep. And it's different on infants. Yo, so we learned okay. infant CPR and then regular kid CPR, but I have also forgotten that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. So. I didn't learn CPR but I watched a lot of TV. You're so. a regular Alan. Got it. Here's what I will say. I was like, is this is this supposed to be a comedy? Because when Alan's there, we've got we've got our jokes <laughs> per, <laughs> per minute. True. We've got our jokes per minute. True. As soon as Alan left, there's like, they're real lazy with the jokes. But don't yeah. worry, because they're going to do a superfluous refrigerator sale scene in a moment that's going to oh, really yuck it up. So it needs. It should be said that Mike theater. Mike walks them through CPR in such mm-hmm. a thorough way yeah. that a child watching at home would be able to learn this as well. Yes. And Punky and Margot do the drill so well with a few adjustments for Mike that they resuscitate Resessa Annie yeah. and bring her back to life. And the whole class cheers. And this is all a foreshadowing test for what will come later. Sure. We're on to scene three, mm-hmm. which takes place in a mall? Yeah. A department store. Is it? There's a pizzeria happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like it a food mall. court of the mall, but like the refrigerator store is just out in the middle of the right. mall. It's called guy, Cheapo Chester's. Yeah, he's like, back in the late 80s, they were like, hey, how are we going to get people to buy refrigerators? I don't know, put it where their food is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, I see that leap. You put it in the refrigerator and take the refrigerator home with the boom, food Boom, bang, boom. 
I to noticed go. there's some sort of horrifying kinetic clown sculpture mm. in Cheapo Chester's that even the background actors cannot help but point at. So really? like all the background actors that walk past are like, what is that? It's like a clown. I think it's on its back on top of a ball spinning around in circles or something. It's really That's yeah, weird. I saw it. Pretty terrifying. And you I know, I was that. too busy getting prepared to be scared by other things. Uh huh. You were like, I don't have that. the bandwidth for this. Then there's the weird yep. seal at the end. Yeah. Can same I, same family. Yeah, sculptures. the seal was yeah. really weird, and yeah. like it, it was a long moment. <laughs> this scene is uh, before. Can we talk about the music getting into this scene? Oh my god, this? the weird classical music. That's yeah, happening. and it didn't quite sound classical to me. It sounded like traditional Jewish music. Did it? Oh, I swear. Like go back music? and listen to it. Yeah, there was a little bit of a klezmer jam going on, and it made me very uncomfortable because the music started at the same time that like the cheapo Chester sign came up. Oh, and Are I was like, it "Is up? this?" And and tonally, the music did not match what was happening in the scene at all. Let's take a listen. A little bit. Chris is right. That little, like, crescendo bit leads us right over to the refrigerator that George eventually buys. It has a big sign that says, Cheapo's Charmer. Uh, Cheapo, uh, Cheapo Chester. Yeah. And I felt like there was some weird... Anti-Semitism? Semitism happening that made me really uncomfortable. Because there was no reason for kind of serious orchestral music in that moment. Especially, Mm. like, later on... He's going to a mall. The the music in this is so, like, pat. It's so, like, like, we're happy. It doesn't sound like that. It's tragic. So, I don't know. That made me a little uncomfortable. I just had to ask if I was crazy. But Cheapo Chester. Yeah, Cheapo Chester. (laughs) He is a character. He is wearing a a huge button that says born born to haggle. Born to haggle. And he does the thing that I hate where he immediately calls Henry Hank. Henry introduces Mm -hmm. himself as Henry and immediately he's like, so Hank. And I'm like, I hate you. Uh, I'm leaving. This is the least Hank Henry that's ever Henry to Hank. It's true. This guy is not into it at all. He's got the moves though. He just puts all his merchandise out in the middle of the walkway and like people get trapped there. They're like, oh, I can't get past all these refrigerators. Here's a a serious question. Mm. Is he supposed to be there? (laughs) That's a very good question. Do you think that he just whirlwinds into places? Hey, let's set up outside that pizzeria. Uh, Does anybody have anything to say about this Scene? No, it's uh, just, yeah. I didn't take any notes because it was so hilarious. <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing the whole time. Henry has come in with like a circular in his hand, yeah. and he wants the refrigerator that's advertised in the circular. Yeah. And Cheapo Chester is like, "Oh, that's gone. We've done like there was just one. They just advertised the one." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, that's gone." So I want you to buy this model here. Mm-hmm. And Henry's not into it. He's like, "I don't know. This seems like a lot of money." And this weirdo Shell, who absolutely obviously works for the store, the dad from Teen Wolf. You're right. Yeah, Is that's it? right. Wait, Chippa yep. Chester or the other guy? Uh, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I put money on the barrel. Yeah. That's amazing. The barrel head. That's the not, barrel head. not an Sorry. expression. It's not an expression? It can't be. I put money on the barrel head. <laughs> I don't right. know. It sounds look pretty it up, good. Are you going to look it up? Wow. <laughs> hey, guys. Put money on the barrel head. Guys, I don't want to sound pessimistic or disparage sure. anybody. Yeah. I don't think that original on-sale refrigerator yeah. was ever there. But it was in the circular. But... I don't think it was there. Well, it doesn't make any sense. And then it was in the circular. I mean, uh, Chris. Okay, cash on the barrel head, barrel head is real. It's, it's a real it's thing? It's like a Wild West thing where uh, of course you don't, is. you, there's like barrels that are both stools and I don't know, tables. And the idea well, is. Well, yeah, like, barrels were everything back then. There's right? tables, <laughs> tables, your car Beds. was a barrel. You yeah, did sleep on a barrel. You could go over Niagara Falls in one. So Wagon wheels were just like stripped down barrels. barrels. The opposite of credit is cash on the barrel head. Like oh, you put, okay. So it's like, it, yeah, the opposite of yeah. credit. Yeah. Right. So this, this guy obviously works for the store. He's obviously like a shell. He comes over, he pretends. He's gonna buy their refrigerator right out from under Henry, and Henry's mm-hmm. like, "I've been looking for, I've been looking at this. This is mine." And so he buys it. And then I was gonna protest that Henry can't be this stupid, but I remembered that he routinely gets conned by a nine-year-old and her golden retriever, for and sure. I was like, "This checks out." We watch this scam get repeated on a nice lady. Chester yeah. is just <laughs> selling fridges hand over button here. He's putting just so in much case money. we didn't get that it was a scam. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, right. So right. we all learned a valuable lesson about. You know, not getting, not getting scammed. The end. <laughs> so we go back to the apartment complex. The kids are playing hide and seek outside in Chicago in the winter. You know, we've all lived in Chicago. Isn't I'm, that a thing? See, I'm on the other side of this. Everybody freaks out <laughs> when two flakes of snow come down. And I'm like, uh, 
No. <laughs> you just keep going and hope you don't die. If I had that treehouse <laughs> in my backyard, I would be out there every day. Absolutely. And that's when I remembered that that's why I loved that show so yeah. much. Ah. I saw that treehouse and I was like, also oh, amazing. Her room is incredible. Room. She sleeps in a wagon bed. She sleeps in a wagon. Oh, it's impractical. That's why I love that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want to burst your bubble. But I think flops this way and that. It's nice conceptually. But it's like, you know, yeah. Olive Garden sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Ooh. Fucking going gauntlet thrown. Prove us wrong, Olive Garden. Consider me bullied again. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm looking at this and the reaction to the snow is ridiculous. I made it a point every time there was a blizzard in Chicago, I went out and bought ice cream just to let the snow know that I still ate it for fun. Oh, you know that. Ice cream isn't made out of snow, right? <laughs> They're like cousins. Okay. Oh, yeah, Obviously. that's what it is. Guys, cool. That's fair. They're playing hide and seek. Yeah. There's a huge old dead refrigerator in the backyard. Like an omen of death <laughs> in every single shot. Just standing there like fully like, okay, the camera was kind of from one angle. It's right. that kind of sitcom. Yeah. It's coming from one direction. And in every single shot, the fridge is like dead on facing yeah. straight. Like if it had a face, the fridge was staring down the barrel. Everywhere the you walked, the refrigerator followed you. Yes, exactly. And exactly. like, I remember the, all the refrigerator terror from when I was a kid and so like these three minutes of show where the kids are just playing and that thing is there just, it was it's horrible it's about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. so Alan is counting yeah as a joke they made Alan it it's like playing it's like playing hide and seek on easy <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, guys what do I count to just keep counting till your nose bleeds Alan. <laughs> Oh, I forgot I saw a boom. Did you see the boom in the no. CPR? In the CPR lesson. Oh, wow. And it reminded me of a simpler time. I was like, oh. oh. used to see boom microphones yeah. and things. And then yeah. freak out and be like, did you see that? Did you see yeah. that? Who was that? <laughs> Continuity. So Alan is counting. Margo and Punky hide. And there's, there's also the huge refrigerator box from the new refrigerator sure. sitting in the yard. Because no one puts anything. It's just all trash. It's trash out here. Just throw it out so on, the, on the streets. Margo and Punky hide in that big refrigerator box. And... For later reasons, for the reasons of narrative storytelling later, Cherry goes into the house to try to find a place to hide, which seems that if I were making these rules, would Cheating. have been off limits. Yeah, yes. definitely. So she's going in as Henry's coming out. Henry sees her going in. He's like, I'm going to take the door off the refrigerator. Oh, no, it's starting to snow. I'll do it later. He goes back inside, and then Cherry comes out. He doesn't see her come out of the nah, house. No, you get it backwards. She hides in the fridge. She tries to hide in a full trash can first. He sees her go into the house. Yeah. So later when they're oh. looking for her, he's like, oh, she's in the house. He comes yeah. out and she says, I'm hiding. And he walks away. And then when he comes back, he says, I should start snowing Yes. Then. And, but she's come back out and hidden in the fridge at some point while yes. he's been in the You're yard. You're right. He does have some reason right. to believe that she's it in the house. It was a well choreographed bit of yes. story to get us what we needed. Like which, which I have now butchered. Nets. But... He even lectures the kids about not playing in the fridge after wow, Cherry is Cherry already is in there. Dying. He's in. She's in there. She's already in it. In yeah. There yeah. He's oh, like, man. don't play in this fridge. That's messed up. It's so like all the clues are there. Like two seconds later, it's like we can't find Cherry. And he's like, I'm enjoying ice cubes. Well, yeah. he's like, she's like, in the house. I saw her go in. Anyway. When they when they shot this scene, at first the actress was really in that fridge and had an no oxygen way. tank, and she says she was fine. Uh. She was so excited. She was like, I'm doing my own stunts. But the adults got very nervous, and yeah. they, they ended up taking the back of the fridge off. Well, yeah. yeah. I can't believe they, they actually went to the trouble of getting an oxygen <laughs> tank before just, like, just pull the back <laughs> off. Yeah, like, poke off. some holes. Hey, yeah. you know, we could, uh, we could stop these cameras and then take her out. <laughs> look like she's still in there. Oh. Uh, it was a live oh. studio audience. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> Those poor people. Apparently the kids, kids in the audience were screaming, get her out. She's in there. Oh, get no. her out. And like ruining takes and they have to, they had to keep doing it. And they were like, no, we They're know like, guys. Kids, it's okay. Cherry did something wrong. And <laughs> now she needs to pay. You know, if you keep interrupting takes, <laughs> it's only going to take longer. <laughs> Cherry needs you guys to be quiet. <laughs> this is so horrible. <laughs> like there were kids in the audience. 
audience watching that. So now we're approaching the inmost cave. Sherry is <laughs> yep. trapped in the fridge. She's alone outside. It's snowing. Yeah, everybody goes Everyone inside. Everyone goes inside guys. because they're like, it's snowing. You guys need to come inside. It's truly terrifying. Because She's knocking on the inside of the door. We have a seven and a half minute shot. It is. I counted it. There, It is 55 full seconds Which of is just a lot. staring at a refrigerator and hearing a child slowly die. Scream for She's help. screaming help me and crying and her grandmother is right inside on the other side of the door. Yep. It's torturous. It's really torturous. And then it goes to commercial. And then where are we when we come back from commercial? Same shot, 15 Same more seconds. I shot. checked it. 15 more seconds. And she sounds so much more She's desperate like, yes. and tired and weak. So the kids are, are inside looking for Cherry and they can't find oh, her inside. Man. And they come back to the adults and they're like, "She's we can't find her anywhere. And the adults say, oh, she, you know, she's obviously got to be somewhere. So the adults are now looking with the kids. The music is ominous as fuck. And, and everyone's <laughs> taking their time yeah. with everything. Yeah. So a masterful it's really filmmaker yeah. directed yeah. this. They're like, no, 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 film. just do it more casually. So Henry and Alan end up going back out into the backyard and they're calling for her. And by this point, she's passed out. So she's not responding. Henry opens what? the door to the fridge. And then Alan has to go to therapy for the rest of his life because Cherry's little blue body yeah. is is smushed in this fridge. She's not breathing. Yeah. She doesn't have a pulse. It's terrifying. So this is the approach to the inmost cave. They pull her out, and now it's time for the supreme ordeal. Absolutely. I'm going to take us back a couple of steps. First things first, when they're talking about Cherry, like they still can't find her, Henry says... Maybe she just found a good hiding space. And everybody's like, fuck no. She's <laughs> awful at this. <laughs> yeah, that's they did really that slam sound her. like Cherry, no, and, no. Really and then her. while they're outside, <laughs> the best moment, they're looking around. And Alan is like, I remember I looked everywhere for her. And, you know, I, I, I thought maybe she climbed up to the treehouse. Maybe she climbed over my body while I was counting. And fucking Henry, <laughs> like all of us want, yeah. is, just says, be quiet, Alan. Because <laughs> yeah. he goes on and he's like, but then I thought I would have felt it if she climbed <laughs> over my body. And so Henry's like, yeah. shut up. And like uh, the joke of that was that he was just going on and on and taking too long to say what he's saying, which is an audacious joke to do in this moment. It, yeah. it really is. Really torturous. I'm pretty sure that Henry goes over to open the fridge for a place to stuff Alan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a dead kid in here. I guess yeah, I can't do that now. Yeah. And he tells Alan, he's like, Alan! Give her CPR now! He screams at this little Does. boy. He's like, where you, to you save learned in school. You life. learned in school, didn't you? And the music is monumental. The music oh, is yeah, sweeping. I, I and he's screaming up. at this kid. And of course, he's like, but of course, Alan got kicked out of class before learning CPR. So he's totally useless, and that'll teach him. But he does manage to run upstairs to call the paramedics. And luckily, Punky and Margot come outside at the exact same time. Yeah. And they did this as a team just hours ago yeah. in class. They did. So they go through all the steps of CPR again, shouting out what they're looking for and what they're doing so the kids can see it in action a second time. The music goes berserk, but it's really well done. They go through all the same steps. They're like, okay, and I forget, now I'm not going to remember, but it's like, first you see if they're breathing, then you see if the heart's beating, look, then you open the airway, and they go through the feel. whole thing. Look, listen, feel. Which I feel like you can do the listen and feel at the same time. Your ear's right there, but, you know, it was the 80s. Yeah, they're kids. I didn't mean anything. Monotasking. It's the wave of the future. So <laughs> they they save Cherry. They manage to restart her heart. They restart <sighs> her heart. They are nine. Yeah. And they get her breathing again. And she kind of coughs and she's looking around. And so that's the climax. And they they've <sighs> prepared for this. They did this exact same thing in much lower stakes earlier. And so they win. The reward is that Punky saves her best friend and Alan feels horrible and blames himself for not being able to help. Let's break that down real quick. First of all, they nobody will shut up about how great a job they've done, including <laughs> yeah. the girls themselves. Yeah, yeah, they were very, very proud of themselves. And you know what? I mean, That's well yeah. deserved Good for them. Yes. Yeah, they now, that. I would be dining out on that for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. but I really want to take a take a moment to talk about this Alan. This moment. Alan moment. Oh my God. It it is it is. Mwah, he is his weeping. He, he is literally weeping. <laughs> his tears are running regret. down his face, and he says. Barely, because he can barely choke the phrase out. Yeah. I'm not good enough to be good for nothing. Oh, oh so my good. God. Yeah. Once again, I'm like, Alan, are you 50? Who is writing, <laughs> <laughs> Who is writing your lines? I'm going to apologize for everything with that. Sorry I'm late. There was traffic and, well, <laughs> I'm not good enough to be good <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> 
Hey, man, it's okay. You were just late. All right, man. No, hey, no, cool. no. Cool, cool, cool. So we're cool. Yeah, all right. Um, but before that, he says, "If you almost died because of me. Yeah, he this totally kid is blames himself. Totally. Six? Yeah. <laughs> so little. This I'm just, just like, this kid is, is ruined born. by this yeah. Also, can you imagine if this had happened yesterday? Yeah. She'd be dead. They yeah. didn't learn in CPR until today. Yeah. Speaking of uh, a little late, hey, Henry, thanks for piping up after the kid almost fucking murdered himself in despair and grief by saying, <laughs> I guess I should have taken that door off anyway. If yeah. we're pointing the finger of blame, no. I guess I get a little bit of it, too. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. you get and 100% he, he of it he by says, putting it we'll, in the kid's play area. Right. <laughs> but he says, oh. we'll learn CPR together. You know, like he does, he takes that blame on himself. He says, Put I the fridge taken against the wall, the doors against the yeah. wall. It's just a I million was gonna ways. take the asbestos out of the walls, but it was raining out. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? When uh, her grandmother asks Sherry how she's feeling, Sherry <sighs> says, "I'm hungry," which yeah. is also what my brother said after he got his stomach pumped when he drank turpentine as a kid. So oh my God. that checks out for me. Yeah, I, this I want to know. Any any like near misses when you were a kid? Like, did you do anything or your brother that got you in a hospital? I broke my arm really, really bad once. Yeah, but that's yeah. because I was doing a very awesome karate kick. <laughs> Man, I was taking karate. and How old, how old were you? I was usually 14. Seven? Two weeks ago. Or eight, maybe. Seven or eight. Uh, I was taking karate and my dad in the basement where my brother and I hung out, uh, he hung a, like, like, he made like a punch and kicking bag. Yeah. Like, just, sure. I think it was like a. Laundry bag full of stuff. Sure. Um, and I was like, you know what would be sweet? <laughs> I was like, if I pull that old picnic table over here, oh. I jump off of it, do no. a super high jump kick into the punching bag. I, I did that, and I, I kicked so high that I kicked so high that I did miss the punching bag. Oh, sure. And I fell straight down onto my back and, and broke no. my arm in a very, oh, very bad God. way. A very bad way. But did um, anybody see your awesome kick? No, because my brother was playing a video game, Fuck. and so I and and he heard me fall, and he was like, "Is everything okay?" Without looking, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine," because I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And then I looked over, and I was wearing my karate gi, of course, yeah, of course, which was now completely red on one arm, oh. and so I was like, "Come on!" And so. Oh no. But yeah, nobody saw the amazing kick, so I can only assume it was very good. It was probably the best kick. It that was ever so happened. high. It was way up there, yeah. near the top of the laundry above bag, above it. I never got trapped in a fridge or anything like that. Good. I went to the emergency room a couple of times for stitches. I once was the Allen in a situation. Oh, which no. I had, I have a bunch of, I have a ton of, I have a million cousins. I have something like 40 first cousins. You could spare a couple. And right. So, <laughs> so my older male cousins picked on me a lot and they teased me a lot and they like made, they cried wolf a lot in terms of like, Ugh. I didn't, I didn't trust them. Yeah. yeah. So once I was at my, Mama's house, and my cousin Brian was out in the yard on a four-wheeler, ATV, which he flipped over on top of himself and then started screaming. I was the only kid outside. He started screaming that I needed to go in the house and get help, and I thought he was making fun of me. And so I just went inside and didn't tell anyone. And then after a while, someone was like, where's Brian? And I was like, oh, he's out in the yard pretending to be hurt. And they went out, and he had, like, cracked ribs. I was, like, sitting out there under the four-wheeler while I was inside. And then I felt super bad about it, and I was, like, crying. And now, looking back on it, I'm like, that's on you. That is on him. him. He was the Alan in that situation, but you it made you feel like the Alan. Yeah, I did. Nobody should ever have to feel like that. (laughs) No one. Even the kid who played Alan should never (laughs) never. be able to feel like Alan. (laughs) It's true. Uh, My brother had to go to the hospital and get his stomach pumped when he ate an entire box of X-Lax. Because he thought it was chocolate. Fun chocolate. Oh, it might have been no. like chocolate flavored or it something. It was chocolate flavored. They used to oh. do like X-Lax was chocolate flavored, I guess. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't eat it all the time. I won the most emergencies <laughs> uh, category for, for our kids uh, for almost drowning three times. Wow. You wow. need to learn yeah. to swim. You're like the guy from Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Undrownable. I am, I am only, Very drownable. My only vulnerability is water. Uh-huh. And anxiety. (laughs) But wait, why did you almost drown so many times? First time was I was walking close to the pool and I fell in. Oh, and and parents looked over and it was just like legs and a diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Second time was uh, we had these three styrofoam like pool toys or like a surfboard, 
like a, a little bar and then they gave me like the life preserver thing. But my brother really wanted that life preserver. Sure. So he thought that enough he would just to... he would just switch <laughs> it out. To kill he was you. just like, I'll give him the surfboard and I'll take this life preserver. And he just did a quick and then he swam away really quickly before I could protest. Instead, I almost sure. drowned. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. And then the third time was my favorite time. Almost <laughs> you had a favorite? I okay. did. This was my favorite. Can you swim now? Yes. Okay. All right. Despite all evidence, <laughs> I did learn to swim. Actually, I think I knew how to swim when this last one happened. I was in a, a friend's pool. I think it's the first somebody's pool that I'd been in. Okay. I didn't quite understand, like, like the, the floor of a pool just suddenly dips sure. very very steeply. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, those pool makers are just trying to get you. <laughs> they are. Uh, I'm walking along and just put my foot down and just slip right underneath oh, sure. and just panic. And I did the thing. I remember doing the thing where I was bobbing up and down, like, above the water and then below the water. Yeah. This was uh, my friend's, uh, the Kaufman's. And I remember looking over... To the side, I remember bobbing up and down, and I would look over to the side, and Mrs. Kaufman was sitting by the pool, like, smoking a cigarette. A classic. And, and, like, the first time, she's not looking at me. Second time, she is looking at me. The third time, she has this just disappointed look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth time, she's like, come on. I'm going to have to waste this cigarette. <laughs> just, yes, it was exactly it was like, oh, I just got to flavor country. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, this episode for real. But by the way, this is the end of the episode. Yes. Everybody, Punky Brewster literally says something tells me she's going to be just fine. So the Refrigerator yeah. Safety Act of 1956 oh, required boy. manufacturers to make fridge doors openable easily from the inside. So most yeah. companies, uh, even then, I mean, it's been it's been 60 years. 70 years? I don't know math, clearly. Yeah. Most companies switch to a magnetic mechanism that allows doors to stay closed when you want them to, but it's easy to open from the inside with just a little push. That's how they do it. Yeah, that's how they do it. Also, there's a little man that lives inside turns the light on and off. You try it out right um, Interesting, interesting side note. <laughs> to help develop door standards, scientists from the American Academy of Pediatrics even studied the effects of being trapped inside a fridge-like atmosphere on kids. Thankfully, refrigerator-related deaths have greatly decreased since then. However, old refrigerators can still be found in some homes or abandoned in garages and backyards. And as recently as 2013, three South African children were suffocated after being trapped in an abandoned refrigerator near their home. This is, yeah, exactly. Because they don't decompose. They're just hanging around. So this is all from... that's where Henry took the refrigerator. (laughs) He said the the Salvation Army saying that, but then he was like, I'll just get on a ship. (laughs) <laughs> this is all from an article in Good Housekeeping called The Terrifying Reason Refrigerator Doors Are Magnetic Today. Huh. So I was wondering, like, I was like, okay, so they passed the Refrigerator Safety Act 30 years before this episode. Why is this about playing in fridges? I remembered it being about fridges. Yeah, like fridge safety. But it's about CPR. It's just about the CPR. Yeah. It's yeah. just like the most terrifying way to talk about the whole thing why was, you should learn CPR. Yeah. I, I they could have cut CPR. out those six minutes of sheer... Terror, yeah, and still done the same. You would not remember not to play in refrigerators. I still remember though, in uh, I don't think it was an episode, I think it was an after teaching moment in an episode of episodes of G.I. Joe. Oh, for sure, yeah, where they were like, Don't play in the kids are playing in refrigerators, they're in a junkyard, kids are playing hide and seek in a junkyard, and they're like, We can't find our friend, and then like, firebomb guy, yeah. Radio chest man. Fireface. <laughs> oh, Fireface. <laughs> Roadblock. It's like, Top where's your friend? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play Old in abandoned refrigerators. Face so, man. That's the mid 80s, though. Don't play, t- mm-hmm. don't play in junkyards. <laughs> yeah. That's full stop. There's a, there's a thing. Yeah. Also, you're going to get about, tetanus. There's, like, million, there's, there's so many things we'd have to do a PSA about of not playing with in a <laughs> yeah. junkyard. There are stay out of them. Junkyard. Stay out of them. There are plenty of G.I. Joe's to go around. Like, well, like junkyard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he should have been on that one. Maybe yeah. it was him. That'd be ironic. Well, Type we often we often talk on on this on our podcast. We often talk about how we sometimes don't know if these actually do any good. Yeah. If they actually could teach kids the thing they're trying to teach them in an effective way, the show did successfully teach kids CPR. 
A couple of weeks after this episode aired, a phone call came in to the station. A woman from the Midwest called to say her husband worked for the power company. He had been electrocuted on the line and fallen to the ground just as some kids were getting off the bus. They had seen the episode. They ran over. They gave him CPR and saved his life. That's amazing. Yes. So at least one life has been saved by this very special episode. I'm sure more. I never got in the refrigerator. Because I I was wondering about that because I remember this episode very clearly. None of the CPR no. stuff. I remember the fridge stuff very, very That's completely clearly. lost on me. Yeah. When yeah. It, when the but CPR now watching stuff, it, I'm like, oh, they do this very they clearly really do twice. It. And they repeat yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the whole point of Punky Brewster is it was about child empowerment in a world where when you're a kid, you have no control whatsoever. That's a quote from Rick Hawkins, the producer. And I think it's, I think it's, um, does that, well, does that whole sort of like, we have to spend this time a slot um, we're not going to beat 60 minutes. We have to teach people something. So we're going to teach kids how to feel like they have some agency in the world. And I, I like that about it. That story nice. definitely does that 100%. Yeah. Because, and they even say it, the kids at some point are like, oh, this is a thing that adults do. And it's like, nah. No. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Anyone can Anybody do it. I mean, Alan, Alan, you got them tiny hands. Like, <laughs> put just your don't your even bother. Like, hands. You're going to put all your body weight into this. You only weigh 60 pounds, but go for it. Yeah. Alan, you're um, going to grow up to be a Rosessa <laughs> Annie situation. Right. <laughs> Like, um, I was telling Andy earlier, I've been watching that CNN uh, produced show about they would do one for every decade, but I've been watching the 90s. Oh, okay. And they talked about so this is in the 80s, the punkies airing in the 90s, that mandate, that government mandate, the 60 minutes of early evening program that had to be news oriented or educational went away. Oh. And they interview Dan Rather on this documentary saying that was the beginning of like infotainment. Sure. Because suddenly the news was not go- a government mandated. We have to tell people what's going on yeah. for the sake right. of information. Now it's suddenly like another thing that we're selling ads for, another yeah. thing right. that we're trying to get eyeballs right, 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 right. on. And now we have this 24 hour news cycle. It's all just like right. recycled craziness. Yeah. But this was the golden age of like, no, for an uh, the, the, the government says on the major broadcast networks every night, we just yeah. have to tell people what's going on for 60 minutes and you, then do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about selling it. Yeah. Have to, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I blame Punky Brewster because <laughs> it was so entertaining, exciting. <laughs> Nobody was watching the news and they were yeah. like, oh, well, forget like, it. Yeah. But they would watch like the next episode of Punky and like, well, where's the refrigerator this time? Yeah, where's the, where the They had to up happen? the ante. Serial killer, challenger explosion. Like, people yeah. people okay. were chasing that dragon. I'm pretty sure I remember the serial killer episode. Really? You guys done that one? No, yeah, we got to do that no. one. Woof a boof. Would you I'm like pretty to come sure, back? No, I, I don't want to do that one. I no. will come back for any other episode of any other show. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's just made its mark on so many people yeah. over the years. And even now. Several people wrote in to say... You got to do this episode. It kept me out of refrigerators my entire life. (laughs) No one said, you got to do this episode. It taught me CPR. CPR, But if it saved kids in another way than they intended, then yeah, poor Jeremy Reams, his contribution to this is almost completely forgotten. uh, forgotten. I can't wait to write more episodes. No, when you you read this this oral history of this episode that they quote him in, he's basically like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. No, I don't tell anybody about it. No, I think it's stupid. No, I don't remember being very fun. Oh, it probably wasn't fun. He's he's a total killjoy about it. He's like, I saw it, and then I was like, what's this refrigerator stuff? He probably had a full script. (laughs) (laughs) He probably had. And like, I won a contest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was lied to. <laughs> I was told I would have complete creative control. Jeremy, you wrote that in crayon. Uh, so I think Man. we all can easily sum up what we learned. I think that yeah. one's going to be simple. Don't play in Don't play in fucking refrigerators. refrigerators. That's what I learned from this episode. I, mean, I learned some old-fashioned CPR. Also, kids can do CPR. Yeah. There's that. Yes. I mean, yeah. definitely on the initial viewing, just stay out of them fridges. Sure. On this one, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I'd forgotten yeah. about the whole airway thing. You know what? I would say I learned that I should learn how to do CPR. Didn't you already yeah. learn? Like, uh, what, when I took that class? Yeah. No, it was four years ago, man. I don't remember that. Hmm. They do recommend you take a refresher course every year. That's what I learned because you learned CPR. Yeah. And you learned CPR. Yeah. And you did not. And the thing that you all have in common is that you don't know how to do CPR. Yeah. <laughs> so true. the biggest lesson is, yeah, we need to refresh or ourselves. Yeah. is the biggest lesson... It doesn't matter whether you try or not, you'll still be ignorant. Maybe the lesson is that it's just all going to burn anyways. Yeah, man. Right? Cool. 
You're either not a great list. Either Jerry in the refrigerator or Alan counting it to hundred. This is he counts this, by fives at one point. By the he way, he does. He's such a cheater. He fucking, he's such a I, no, fucking I just don't cheater. think he knows the numbers. I think he's like I that. Know, might be as good as he could do. I count the yeah. fives. Maybe I'll switch to tens if I get in real trouble. Come All on, right, Alan. I'm, this is going to be controversial. I want to hug Alan. Uh. At the uh, end, yeah. Not until the end, but then at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, the performance. He was. He was weeping. He was weeping. And like that. Of all the kids in that situation, I think he is going to be the most scarred. Yeah. And I don't think he'd really deserve that. No. And he's already got like the overdeveloped sense of ennui of like a fifty-year-old yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. So sure. where do we even go from here? He's already saying things like, "I'm not good enough to be good for nothing." Good for nothing. Where he's the only, do yeah. we go from here? Yeah. I gotta hug Lousy that kid. Gotta hug him. And like, he's the only one who doesn't like the girls that saved her. Don't need a hug because they feel good about themselves. Yeah, Sherry's Sherry doesn't need a hug. She's, she's getting lots of hugs. Yeah, and she's okay. Like he's the one dealing with something. Yeah. I disagree. I think that Alan is on a specific course. <laughs> and towards... you don't want to try and correct that. No, here's okay. the thing. I think this episode did correct it. Oh, I think okay. this is a real quantum leap situation <laughs> okay. where like Sam Beckett was the refrigerator the whole time. Uh-huh. I think that Alan's on his way to be the dude in class who's always interrupting yeah. and like starts to take away from your actual education until he finally discovers drugs Mm -hmm. and then he just sort of drops out and then you see him like he's working at Pizza Hut and you're like maybe he'll look at his life maybe this is a second chance for Alan oh like he needs this he needs a wake up call even if it's the wrong wake up call Mm -hmm. even Even if if it traumatizes him sometimes that's what it takes to change somebody yeah I think you could still give him a hug man heartless yeah, nah, I want to hug that no. dog. I want to hug that dog. Yeah, no, who did you want to hug? You want to hug the dog? Oh, Brandon. Wait, wait, uh, all I dogs do. need to be hugged. That is just like a baseline. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I Which do. human did you want to hug? We should lay these rules out ahead of time. Um, I wanted to hug uh, Cool Teacher Mike because yeah, he's a good oh. he did really well in this it's episode. Did, did not punch a child. No, he needs he a really commendation. What yeah. needed a punching? Yeah. Um, I ain't good enough to be good for nothing. That would be a good song. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Copyright. TM, TM, TM. This has been fantastic. Thank you very much, Chris, for stopping by. Tell us where people can listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, on anything that has podcasts come out of it. It's uh, Finish It. Old Refrigerators? (laughs) Yeah, Old Refrigerators. (laughs) Uh, Finish It. Yeah, it's on the Apple Podcast or the Spotify or the Google Player or the whatever. It's really terrific. Please Um, go check it out. uh, Yeah, for sure. Our website is finishitpod.com. And we're Finish It Pod on everything, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Super cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, check it out, guys. Space Thank you so much for having me. It's very, very fun. Oh my yeah, gosh, absolutely. So Thanks for glad. going through you that guys, with You guys, everybody out there listening, you should listen to this podcast. Everybody out there already listening. Ooh. Listen right. to more. No, tell somebody about it. Right, yeah, Chris. there we go. There we go. Here's the refrigerator, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of our guests have to go into a refrigerator. <laughs> okay, are you sure Sorry. it's like, it's totally cool? I'm going to eat everything in there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you mean your last meal? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on Hugging and Learning. Bring snacks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks!